timeout when there's gaps in coverage every team needs a player they can count on to help aflac supplemental insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't when you're sick or injured bills can rack up fast aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover Visit Aflac.com to learn more. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hour 2, live in L.A., it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. Good to have you in. It is a slow time of the year. Uh, college basketball is heating up tonight. The Knicks take on the Celtics. So that's a, that's uh, that feels like down the home stretch we come in the NBA. Uh, I, I think Boston's first or second best team in the league. Don't trust them against Golden State, although Draymond Green may be having an MRI. I'll worry about that. Boy, Golden State is small. They are, if Kayvon Louie's not on the floor and they have Green, another forward, they are tiny. Are you still a believer that the Warriors are the best team in the West? The Warriors are getting, yes, but they're getting into a weird space. So if Draymond, when Steph comes back and Draymond, their starting five's great. They're very deep in the backcourt. They're not very big. We know their starting five analytically per 100 possessions is still the best in the league. But it's a fascinating what's happening to the Warriors because now Clay last year was hurt. Steph is now hurt. Uh, now there's been some inflammation to a knee of Draymond Green. Mm. This thing's coming to a close. And so do you move off the pieces? Uh, it's very much Chicago Bulls. You can give it another run next year. But it feels like <laughs> potentially this could be the last big yeah. run for the Warriors. I trust their coach, their culture. Uh, they're not as good a defensive team. Some of that could be Mike Brown, the coach left. They're not. They're not big. I mean, if Kayvon Looney got hurt, game over. They're just too tiny. <laughs> but but I trust a lot of elements of it, which is smart brain power, spacing, shooting, veterans. You know, Wiggins has been gone for a family reason. Yeah. Steph is hurt. They're just. They're all they're doing is just taping this thing together. They'll get into the playoffs. But my get, you see, good baseball teams do this. Where they like rest starters, a Houston, all of a sudden, you know, we're going to put the guy in a 15 day, you know, the yeah. IR, all of a sudden September rolls around and the guy is rested and ready to go, a Verlander or one of those high end guys. Yeah, quick word on my Knicks. So since they got Josh Hart, glue guy, he's similar to the guy the Lakers just picked up, who's everywhere defensively, scrambling loose balls. All right. Josh Hart, 5 and 0, Knicks. Tonight's a big game for them. There's a team that. Oh, tonight will be a great watch. Yeah, Knicks Celtics should be good. Yeah. Where are you on Julius Randle? 
Like him. So do I. He's had a better career with the Knicks than Carmelo Anthony. Thank had. you. Thank you. It's just a fact. Yep. I'm sorry. I better apologize. defender, better rebounder, higher field goal percentage, better yeah. team. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. But New York's just in love with Carmelo Anthony. No comment. Yeah. Randall's an interesting player. I like him. He but he was never a superstar out of college. He was never yeah. anointed. And therefore, he's a, tw- a bit of a tweener. He's right? always been yeah. like a two and a half, yep. but he's a good player. Lakers kind of bailed on him. Jalen Brunson. I know well, you like Jalen Brunson. In, in a league of three point shooters, he was always a two guy, right. and so the league kind of abandoned him. But he is a very good second act. Uh, could be. A, I think he's a third best player on a championship team. A second best player on a playoff team. On a, on a, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, Colin right, Colin wrong on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Well, I said the day after the Lakers made the big trades, I said they'll be a playoff team just by eliminating Russell Westbrook. They'll be a better shooting team and a better passing team and a better defensive team, and they're 4-1 since the move. Jared Vanderbilt's been shockingly good, at least shocking to me. Anthony Davis has remained healthy. I still worry about AD and LeBron's health, but they've got more ways to beat you uh, D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. It's a decent roster. It feels like if LeBron and AD are healthy, a team that could absolutely not only make the playoffs as a sixth seed, but could win a playoff series. A second? I don't know. But a, a playoff series, they look exactly like we thought they would. Where Colin was wrong. This Lamar Jackson situation gets worse by the week. I think they're headed for a divorce now. I don't know how you give up on a quarterback that wins 74% of his games in a division with Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and Kenny Pickett looks like he can play. But I thought it would be an automatic. The stories continue to leak. It could be Miami. I don't know. He's got a lot of wow. I've always thought he throws it better than people think. He's the best running quarterback in the league. He's a team guy. Uh, They weren't very good when he didn't play. I I think I missed on this one. J-Mac was way ahead of it, but I think they're headed for a divorce. Where Colin was right. Mac Jones is not the problem, according to Tom Curran. Robert Kraft is a huge fan and does not blame Mac Jones' regression on Mac Jones. I'll say it again. He's got a ceiling. But in the get the ball, throw the ball accurately to an open place, he's very good. And his rookie numbers were excellent. They really were if you go back and look at them. But the organization has been tone deaf on the offensive side. I think Mac Jones bounces back, but I said it during the season. Their issue is not a Mac Jones problem. It's an organizational problem and a lack of sensibility to the offense. Where Colin was wrong. Jake Paul lost. I watched two Tommy Fury videotapes and thought he was awful, but he was better than Jake Paul. He just used the jab effectively, landed it for 40 minutes, uh, and controlled the fight. Jake Paul had the best single punch of the fight, but overall, Tommy Fury, a very, very average heavyweight, kind of stiff, not that athletic, one going away. I didn't think it was particularly close. Where Colin was right. I said Kyrie Irving would make the Mavericks interesting, but not necessarily great, and that's what happened. They're 3-3 three and three since that deal. The bottom line is Luka and Kyrie are both egregiously bad defenders. It's why a source told me two weeks ago they would love in the offseason to make a deal for AD. They don't have a rim protector. They don't have enough size. You know, a lot of players in this league are interesting, but when you cut, you can argue the two stars in this league that just 
don't make much of an effort on the defensive end are Luka and Kyrie Irving. I think they're fun to watch. I think they could win a playoff series. I, Kyrie's one of the great small finishers in the history of the sport. But they've kind of, you know, they're three and three, and there's they're a little immature. They don't have depth. Uh, they're, they're, at this point, Mark Cuban's face told a story yesterday. They're nothing more than talented at this point. That's it. They're talented. Where Colin was wrong. The Denver Nuggets. I don't trust them, but they remain, once again this week, the hottest team in the West. They've won seven of their last ten. And I'll say this for them. Uh, Nicole Jokic is going to win his third straight MVP. Uh, between Jamal Murray, they've got depth. Um, I, 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 They're an organization that I don't trust in a big series against the more veteran team like the Clippers or the Warriors. But the West has a lot of good young teams. Memphis, they don't have a lot of playoff experience. Denver doesn't have a playoff experience. KD, by the way, is brand new to the Suns. Uh, so I think that the West is wide open. They maintained for the last several months their number one in the West, and they remain the hottest team in the West. Where Colin was right. Said it three weeks ago, said it two weeks ago, said it a week ago. The Rams are going to move off Jalen Ramsey, and now the stories are flying that they're moving him. They're going to move him eventually because they have to. I've been told the organization has made a decision they're going to go all in on offense for the next six months. They're going to go all in on offense in the draft, free agency. They just moved off Bobby Wagner. Uh, they've got some defensive holes, but they can probably get a first and a fourth or a couple of seconds or a first and a fifth for Jalen Ramsey, and they're going to give Sean McVay, who contemplated retirement, they're going to shore up his offensive line. They're going to get him another receiver. They'd like to get, move off Cam Akers and get him another running back. So I've been told inside the organization, McVay is going to get some offensive help, and uh, they're not going to be as good defensively. But that's the that's and and for the record, Jalen Ramsey's a terrific player. Two years ago, he had one of the best seasons ever for a corner. He was fantastic. I think he's a big play corner that takes too many risks, but he's a top five corner in the league. Where Colin was right. Sometimes you got to take people by the hand. They're reticent to change, and that's Major League Baseball. But they've made multiple changes this season and so far they're all working they have implemented a pitch clock uh it is shaving 20 minutes off spring training games it just so happens i sat next to a minor league general manager a baseball general manager from detroit yesterday and he said his league has been using this for two years and it absolutely cuts 15 to 20 minutes off games they're going to move off the defensive shift, which I always hated. That'll mean more stolen bases, more base runners, more power hitters hitting it in the alley and getting hits. The sport needs to be quicker. They're all on our phones now. People want activity. They want shortened games. They don't have four hours. And the bottom line is baseball, <laughs> kicking and screaming, had to be pulled into changes. But so far in spring training, they're making the game easier to consume. The games are now 240, not 305, and it's good. It's all good. Some people do not like change and are going to fight it tooth and nail, and those people in America are called baseball fans. So sometimes you just have to pull them in, and it's a sport that loves its history, is sometimes paralyzed by it. But, you know, I, I know when you're a 20-year-old, you don't have kids, you're not married, you don't have a career, you have more of a job, you have all day to watch baseball. But tickets are expensive, you're trying to get parents, they don't want to sit in a stadium for three and a half hours, they want to go watch six innings, have a beer, get home early, can't have three and a half hour games, especially for a season that has too many games, 
You don't want the games to be long. Football's different. It's once a week. It's a party. You tailgate. You sit next to the same people for 20 years. A game goes four hours. You give your Sunday up for it. Nobody wants to give their Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday up for three and a half hour games, right? When the season's already too long, you don't want the games to be too long. If you had one game a week in baseball, nobody would care. You got six. Time matters. All right. Even, even I, you know, I got gray hair and it, it's too slow for me. Forget, get, forget J-Mac. Guy's got no time for it. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Well, it's always a good day when our friend Mark Medina has been covering the NBA for a long time. Cover the Lakers, USA Today. And he, he graces us with his presence a couple of times a year. I had no idea that J-Mac and you had a relationship here. So you guys, you've been going on his uh, straight fire with McIntyre pod for years? Yeah. I mean, I think it all traces back to being able to talk hoops with you. And then it's the trickle-down effect of yeah. everyone else. It's like, it's like Reagan's economy. It's just the trickle-down <laughs> effect. Okay, so I, I was saying this. My lasting image of yesterday's Laker win is LeBron in the tunnel limping. And I challenge the audience, find me a three-week period in the last three years when AD or LeBron isn't in the tunnel limping, on the floor writhing in pain, or has to leave a game early. That said, they do feel like a sixth seed to me. Mm -hmm. I think they're a playoff team now. Yeah. That's what they look like to me. Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Now, look, I know Laker fans and LeBron certainly won in championships. I don't think that's realistic, but... When you think about the beginning of the season, just how turbulent it was with oh. Russell Westbrook, and every game was a challenge, and they would blow leads, this is philosophically a much different team. No doubt it still starts with LeBron and AD, how healthy they can be. 
But you look at all the positional needs they fulfilled with this Russell Westbrook trade, with getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley. Now the shooting's a little bit better. Now you have guys like Jaron Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba. Now the defense is a little bit better. AD has some reinforcements. That's and right. so... I think the, obviously the bigger concern, hey, how how is LeBron's foot? He was limping after the game, but you have to give him credit that he was gutting out the rest That's of that right. game. AD, you just never know with him, but when healthy, he has been his most dominant self, almost like the bubble this season. Yeah. So there is that scenario of getting into the sixth seed, but much like the Western Conference landscape, the Lakers season, it's so up in the air and fluid day-to-day, but much more optimistic than pre-trade deadline. So we, we, this, you, I watched the Mavericks yesterday, and, and Mark Cuban, I, you watched the meme of his face. <laughs> My takeaway was they were good early because they hit threes. They weren't as good late because they missed threes. It's a limited team. And I, and I said early that Luka and Kyrie are interesting. I don't think... Um, neither plays defense, and if you go to the finals last year, Boston was the number one defensive team. When Draymond played last year in the regular season, Golden State was the best defense since Duncan, I think, statistically. So nobody talks about defense, but Milwaukee plays it. Boston plays it. Warriors play it. Clippers play it. I just don't think Dallas can compete at a high level but I think they're a fun watch. Yeah, without a doubt. Sacramento's I mean, a little like that. Yeah, I think Sacramento's a much better team than the Mavericks. But look, with Dallas, I think that they made the right move getting Kyrie Irving because of the context of that season. It's been Luka Doncic, and even with an, a, a relatively improved supporting cast with good role players, there's not that definitive star. I think Kyrie and Luka will continue to grow their chemistry, and I think for all the question marks about them as far as how they coexist with players, I think that pairing's good. The problem is they don't have other reinforcements, partly because of that trade, but even before Kyrie Irving's trade deadline, they didn't have a lot of good defenders. And so while there are things that leave me pessimistic about their run when it comes to Kyrie's unpredictability and whether he's a long-term fit, as well as the rest of the roster itself. I think that from a pragmatic lens, this is a move to show, hey, Luca, we're committed to you in going all in, but it's also a bridge to the offseason because that's when the crossroads hits of, hey, do we really want to commit to Kyrie long-term? If not, we have this cap space to try to get a better roster. Let me, let me go two more Western stories, then we'll move over to talk Nick Celtics tonight, because I do think it's one of those half a dozen NBA regular season games that I really, really want to you know watch. So the Warriors are fascinating. You know them very well. Uh, they transition to small ball before the rest of the league. So there's not a lot of size. Wiggins has been out for personal reasons. Draymond's been banged up. Kayvon Looney can rebound, not much offense. Uh, they've got Green, uh, an, another player with some size. They're small. So Clay was hurt last year. Steph is hurt this year. Draymond's hurt now. MRI, we'll see how seriously. So I do feel like they're getting to a point like the old Bulls where if they could get to the finals this year, win or lose, I kind of feel like we've hit a road that you got to start moving off pieces. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to say, listen, we can get a lot. It's weird to say Clay and Steph wouldn't play together. So let's start with this premise. Do you believe when healthy, Steph will be back, Draymond's back. Do you believe they're a championship team as constituted this year? It's a good question. I wouldn't feel comfortable enough to put money on them, being able to uh, turn things around to win a championship. But, you know, philosophically, you don't bet against them, much like the same time last season. They didn't play a lot of games, Steph, uh, Draymond, and Clay together. That's but right. 
it didn't matter as much because they had all that equity from all those finals runs. So it was plug and play. By the plus way, Mark, really good players per 100 possessions. Their starting five is still best in the league. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that there is a scenario, a pathway for that to happen. Clay Thompson. He's had, I think, his highest scoring month of his career in January, third highest this month. So he is turning a corner post-Achilles injury. Steph Curry, he's going to be reevaluated Wednesday. He's been doing non-contact. Maybe he starts doing full contact to come back sometime next week. Jordan Poole's 20 a game now. Yeah, Jordan Poole's uh, growing. He... Uh, you know, I was talking to him last week about his process. He's been getting a lot more defensive attention because Steph Curry's now on the floor. He's improved a lot. Uh, so that's a work in progress as well as his defense. Steve Kerr was saying the other day when I asked him about his defense, hey, when he puts his mind to it, he can be really good defensively, but he sometimes loses focus. And so there's elements of him showing some growing pains, but again, there's a pathway of him playing really well once the other guys are on the floor. But there's also an unknown because – we don't know how these injuries will actually pan out. Gary Payton II, who they got back from Portland in the trade deadline, he's out for at least another month. Who knows what he'll be like post-injury. And this idea, they've already kind of conceded that the young guy timeline isn't going to quite work out as pan with the James Wiseman trade. But Kaminga's Jonathan Kaminga, I think he's, he's intriguing, but... This is the third year he's intriguing. He's twitchy yeah. and athletic. I never feel they trust him in key spots. Without a doubt. He has some highlight reels, That's fast it. forward, highlight blunders. So you never know what you're going to get. And when it comes to the playoffs, no doubt it's going to come down to those all-stars. But ideally, they want to give someone like Jonathan Kaminga uh, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the rotation so it's not just on the veteran guys. So I think... Things can change, obviously, from a contractual standpoint, how the team is. But there definitely is a feeling that even at the beginning of the season, not just because of the Draymond Green punch with Jordan Poole, but just the roster construction, the age, that maybe this is the last season with the core group. Coy Thompson even conceded as such yes. when I talked with him before the season. But uh, they also are very well aware that as long as they're with each other right now, anything can happen. And because of the fluidity of the NBA just moves at such a rapid-fire pace and circumstances change like a dime, that they're just going to adapt to those circumstances. And whether it's good, bad, or ugly, we'll wait and see. But they're trying to be prepared for all those scenarios. How optimistic are you on the KD, Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre, Ayton relationships? Um, I'm optimistic on the relationship. I'm optimistic on the chemistry. I think that they can coexist really well as a tandem. Great talent, great IQ. I think they're about winning but I think the questions are the durability. Can any of these guys stay healthy? It's a two-year window. It's a two-year window, and I think the Suns, they had to make that deal 10 times out of 10, even if you're giving up some really good pieces like a Mikael Bridges. But it's not like they're the runaway favorites here. I would put them on paper as the favorite to win the title. But as you know, Colin, things on paper don't always play out in reality. So uh, assuming they're healthy, they're they're going to win the title, but there's a lot of question marks on how durable these guys can be because so far this season, Chris Paul started the season hurt, then Devin Booker. Kevin Durant, he still hasn't come back yet. He's expected to come back Wednesday, but how healthy can most notably Chris and Kevin stay healthy? And that's that's the great unknown, but I don't have any concerns whatsoever about their chemistry and their ability to coexist. All right, let's pivot to the East Celtics-Knicks tonight. It's a really good regular season game. Um, let's start with Boston. I still This is a weird feeling I always have. 
I don't trust them in the half court. Hmm. Um, they get stagnant. They become very Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum dependent. Like Milwaukee, for instance. I got Giannis. Now they have Crowder, Joe Ingles, Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. I feel like seven guys can get a basket. Uh, I, I feel this team becomes, although Malcolm Brogdon's a nice fit, I, I just feel like it becomes very Brown Tatum dependent on possessions in key spots. And they're both excellent players. Um, so I can like a team, but I, 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 first of all, I feel like Golden State's in their head. Remember when they played about a mm-hmm. month ago? I, I always feel Golden State's in their head. And I just think my gut feeling is uh, Milwaukee's got more basket makers in a close series with this team. Where are you on Boston? Yeah, um, it's very tough. I hear all of your things. I think that relatively speaking, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have shown greater chemistry. That starts from the beginning of the middle of last season. I talked with Marcus Smart about that earlier in the year, and he feels like they've done a really good job of knowing when each player should find their own versus passing the ball. And remember, Marcus last season, he was very adamant he wasn't calling them out, but he did mention, hey, like guys have to pass, i.e. Jalen and and Jason, right? (laughs) So I think that that's better. There is something to be said about the wisdom that you get after losing in the finals. I think that's played out. There is better health, most notably with Marcus Smart, Robert Williams III. Marcus, specifically when I talked to him last month or two, when I asked him about the what if about not being healthy in the finals, he didn't want to use that as an excuse, but he was honest in saying he wasn't 100%. You know, I know that you're high on Robert Williams III. He wasn't obviously 100%. So I do like them, but if I had to pick between them or Boston, I give the slight, or to Milwaukee, I do give the slight edge. To Milwaukee, because of what you said, they're deeper. Chris Middleton is back. Remember, they lost to Boston last season when Chris was hurt. And they've had to deal with that this season now again. they Ingles and Crowder. Again, yeah. guys that get you a big bucket. They can get hit shots. Yeah, and Crowder specifically. They got him with the idea of, hey, we need someone who can defend Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And Drew Holiday can do that. Uh, you know, the game yesterday against Phoenix, he had some flashbacks at 21 21- 2021 NBA Finals guarding Devin Booker, but they want to also relieve his uh, workload. And to his credit, when Chris Middleton was out, he really stepped up his game. So I would say, really, it's a toss-up, seven-game series flip a coin, but if I had to put money on it, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. So, you know, the Knicks are interesting. So, and it makes me, so it's easy to say today, boy, the Mavs shouldn't have moved off Jalen Brunson. But it does point to something that's real, is that if you play with Luka, boy, you're just not going to get as many looks. Jalen Brunson was to some degree suppressed. He goes to New York. He's fantastic. And that's not a knock on Luka. It's like I always, I believe he's a better version of James Harden. He's got the ball a lot. It's like when Westbrook played with KD. We all knew KD was great. He goes to Golden State. You're like, wow, controls an entire series with LeBron and Steph in it. And so I look at Jalen Brunson. I think you can win multiple playoff series if Jalen's your one. I think Randall's better served as a two to a three. Um, Tonight they'll play, I think it's in the garden, they'll play with incredible passion. Do you buy the Knicks? Because I I look at the East, and I know the two best teams, but Cleveland's probably too young. Philadelphia's weird. Don't trust hard in the postseason. Could the Knicks, are they capable of becoming that third team in the East? They are capable. I think their ceiling uh, is second round this season. 
But because but that has more to do with Boston and Milwaukee, with just how much more experience they have, how much depth they have. Um, but I think that they are the real deal. And when you're looking at Jalen Brunson, keep in mind, look, there's a lot of hand wringing about his departure and the circumstances yeah. from the Dallas do it doing enough to make sure that he wouldn't leave. What were the Knicks' involvement pre-free agency? The NBA didn't look down upon that too kindly. But there was a lot of talk of, hey, is he even worth a max contract? And the answer is an absolute (laughs) yes. Yes. Uh, You hit on a great point that while I think that Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, I think they coexisted well. Yes. Um, But no doubt a player looks much different when you're expected to be the one as opposed to a second option. And Jalen has lived up to that billing. I sh- thought he should have made the all-star game. Yeah, most people thought he got yeah. he got jobbed. But you know what? Hey, Julius Randle's another great candidate. And I think that knowing how Julius's uh, career has panned out, I really love his passion. I really love his playmaking. There's been times where he would allow the frustrations to get the best of him. And that happened earlier in his career. That happened last year in New York. And, you know, the fans turned on him. But he has really been able to to rectify and course correct. And I think that has to do a lot with that. As much as he wears his emotions on his sleeve and sometimes that gets in his way, it's also a good thing because it shows that he cares. Yeah, and New York loves that. He's very competitive and he knows how to change his game and fine-tune it so it's not always bull in a china shop type feel when he's running up and down the court. Yeah, Nick, Knicks are an interesting team. I find, you know, sometimes big city teams aren't lovable. I find the Knicks have an underdog feel. I, I think, like, I don't think the Sixers are that likable. Harden, Embiid, like, they're stars. We've kind of been exhausted by expectations. Uh, Milwaukee, smaller market. Giannis is incredibly embraceable. I find the Knicks easy to root for. Yeah, and, and, and look, with any Tom Thibodeau's team is always going to be competitive. And I know, you know, lead into the, some of the Christmas Day games when they started making this dramatic turnaround. Now, I was talking to Jeff Van Gunny, who knows Tibbs well, and he really felt like one of the turning points was with him tightening the rotation. You know, he was playing so many guys, and a lot of times when you do that, you know, you're not able to get the most out of your core guys. So he didn't make any apologies of, hey, let's play heavy minutes to the guys that can actually contribute. And that's what was part of the reason why they've been able to dramatically turn things around. But again, to the greater question you have, can they, you know, be a contender in the East? I give that to Milwaukee and Boston, but if tomorrow, they're a team they have to, you have to take seriously. Cleveland Knicks play tomorrow. Who would you take in the series? Now, That's I think Cleveland's tough. more gifted offensively. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he could get 71 at any point, right? I take Cleveland because of Donovan Mitchell, but, you know, look, it's not That'd just That would be a him. great series. They have a great team, don't, no doubt about it, but I'm taking them because of Donovan Mitchell. But the Knicks could very well give them a run for their money because of just how hard they compete and how they have a really good, complete team. Yeah, I just, that would be, a, would that be a great first-round series? Knicks-Cleveland. That would be the best. Am I wrong on that? That would be a great. It, it would not be great for the Knicks. That's not a great matchup for them, Colin. Well, the Cavs are more offensively talented. They're incredible defensively. Allen protecting the rim with Mobley. I, I, no. I don't know, Mark. Who are the best three players in that series? Donovan Mitchell's yeah, one. Yeah, Donovan, well, Jalen. Jalen is and not. And is, is Randall the third best player in the series? Well, it'll be no, Randall Garland. or Mobley or, yeah, Mo- or Mo- Garland. Mo- Mobley's a kid. That's a yeah. great matchup. Mobley's, a, he, Mobley's good, but he's a kid. Yeah. 
It's the playoffs, but... Julius I mean, Randle, I trust more in a playoff series than Mobile. J.B. Bickerstaff has likened him to a young Anthony Davis and healthy, like as far as his potential. Yes. I get he's young, but he has all the skills. Where's Garland in that? He's good. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. tough matchup. Cleveland's got dudes. I think it, it would, that series and whoever the Lakers match up with, because it would be a 6th, 7th, or 8th seed, presumably, that would be another fun playoff series. Mark Medina. This was fun. 15 minutes of just... Just went by. Flew by, I, the way I see it. Love it. it. Flew by. Uh, and congratulations, recently engaged. Love it, yeah. I'm very... A uh, lot of good news happened. Uh, Val and I are excited, and, you know, we're excited about the NBA, too. So you're, you're growing fun up to, in fun front to talk of our with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> good seeing you, buddy. After a long day, there's... Uh, oh, do I go... Oh, J-Mac with the news. Man, I'm sorry. No, I don't no, look no, J-Mac. No. Turn on the news! You're so excited for this Mark's... This uh, is the Herdline News. You're fired up about that. You love people pairing off and, yes. and moving on with life. Yes. Very excited. You didn't. You forgot to ask about the Sacramento Kings, Colin. I don't. They're a fun story, but they no defense. There's nothing wrong with having a fun team. They're going to host a first round playoff, and they're not going to win a series, but they'll be fine. Mark, come on, back. You want me to chime in here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're they're not a good defensive team, but it almost gets to a point where it doesn't matter. They're so amazing (laughs) on offense. I I, hear me out. I think De'Aaron Fox, Samantha Sabonis behind. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're the second-best duo. Wow. Oh, wow. You trust them in the postseason. Well, they're young. Question. They have to start. But from a chemistry standpoint, uh, they're great. This is a postseason show. Okay, how about third behind, obviously, LeBron and AD? Is that all right? Yeah, but those guys Luka, aren't healthy. Kyrie, yeah. I mean, listen, you got to be healthy. Sacramento Kings need more love on this show, Coward. Well, I just that's gave them that's love. A say, that nobody's <laughs> ever said that sentence in the we're history bra- of the We're herd. breaking so many rules on today's show. First day back from vacation, it happens. All right, let's get started. Chicago Bears have the first overall pick in the draft. Adam Schefter reported the Bears are currently leaning toward moving the pick. This comes after rumors that the Bears were considering a trade involving Justin Fields. The Bears ended last season on a 10-game losing streak. Now it appears that Fields' improved play in the second half of the season secured the job. So, Colin, I love this discussion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present it this way. Why can't Justin Fields become a Jalen Hurts-type quarterback quickly with a new team, say, a Baltimore Ravens or somewhere else why, in the league. Why can't he become that with Chicago? They have cap, space. What do you mean? Why can't he do it in Chicago? Well, first of all, uh, offensive line's not anything great. They okay. were okay. They were okay. Not Weapons as... are not great. And do you trust that coaching staff? Well, where is he going to go that he's going to get a great O-line? And a great weapon. Well, it just so happens there is a team who's feuding with their quarterback in Baltimore, <laughs> and they have a really good offensive line. Okay, all right. But I, I don't – it's where Justin Fields goes from overvalued because of the hype and the moves to almost undervalued. Remember, he's on the rookie deal for two more years, Colin. I think you and I are both – I'm in the 60-40 Justin Fields is going to work. I do think it's going to work. Um, but I do think – this GM and coach didn't draft him, and That's I think true. they're I think they're taking every phone call, and I think they absolutely should. I just want to remind you, a year ago at this time, Jalen Hurts was coming off a playoff game against the Bucks where he was abysmal, couldn't right. complete a pass, they were down right. 31-0. And everybody's like, ah, is Jalen Hurts a guy, are they gonna draft a quarterback? They add AJ Brown on the yeah. outside, and Jalen Hurts is MVP contender, well, goes to the Super Bowl okay. and looked amazing. They have an offensive coach and the best offensive line in football. Right. If Justin Fields had the best offensive line in football, they don't lose 10 games. Fine, give him a top 10 offensive line. Top well, 8. Well, last year they were 14th, and they're going to draft another one. The O-line is not as bad as everybody wants to say. 
And Mooney and Chase Claypool and Cole Komet are very nice players. They need another receiver. I draft another tight end. I mean, again, the, the Eagles went Devontae Smith in the draft and then A.J. Brown, who is a superstar. And the best I, I want wherever in the Justin game. Fields goes to get like DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans or one of these guys. That's what you do when you've got the cheap quarterback. We we like Fields a lot, don't we? Like. 60-40, yes. But I think there are concerns after two years that he does not deliver the ball accurately enough. Which is something we could have said about Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, right? Although I've seen big leaps with Jalen Hurts. I haven't seen that with Justin two years. I mean, just if you go look at Josh Allen and Justin uh Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, literally huge year-to-year leaps in accuracy, mistake. With Justin, I've seen the same guy for two years. Kind of feel like I know what he is. Big, strong, mobile, arm athletic. It's like YouTube highlights are out of this world. I don't get consistent from the pocket accuracy. fair, but remember, Allen had Brian Dable, and who did Hurts have? Sirianni, Shane Steichen, who's interviewing? I mean, it's tough. I, I... well, I'm sure we'll get back to this. All right, next up, uh, Matt Nagy has officially been named the Chiefs offensive coordinator. His second stint with the team as OC. He was there in 2016 and 17. Takes over for Eric Bieniemy, who went to Washington, where I think he's going to succeed, but that's another story. Um, I don't know. What, what do you make of this move? New OC for Patrick Mahomes. They have Andy Reid still I, there. Does this I, even... I don't think it matters. Yeah. I don't. I, Matt's, you know, people forget he got Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs. It's fair. I, you know, it's it's Chicago's a tough town. It's like Boston. You can be successful and you're 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 deemed a loser. He got Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs in a division with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. It didn't end well. I need but to look back how the hell I didn't, that. By the way, I didn't love his general manager. I thought his GM right. whiffed on multiple picks. Matt Nagy's more than capable. It felt like that season in Chicago was just charmed. What, what? Everything fell into play. Maybe it was a schedule. Opponents were inferior. Remember, Tyrod Taylor got to the playoffs a few years back, I think in Buffalo, before they got Josh Allen. And it was like, is Tyrod Taylor the guy? Like, sometimes these things are fluky. Teams sneak in. Like, I don't. Is this guy a good coach? I don't well, he's not asked to be a coach. He's asked to be a coordinator with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Which is going to make him get a head coaching job somewhere in three years. <laughs> if you're on the chief staff with Reid and Mahomes, you're getting looks, aren't you? I think I think they should be heavy favorites to win again next year. I'm not saying he's better or worse, but the idea that Chicago was just a disaster, Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs. The NFC was better. Aaron Rodgers was better. That's something. Final story, Dak Prescott. Remember that four-year, $160 million extension with the Cowboys in 21. Two years later, the contract's being discussed. So today at the Combine in Indy, Stephen Jones piped up and said, I don't get why he said this. We have got to plan to ultimately extend Dak. Here's his full quote. I've got a lot of faith in the world that we can win this thing with Dak because we know him. We know what he's about. His leadership skills are undeniable. Impeccable work ethic. Other than he hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything you want in a quarterback. (laughs) From the day he walked in the door, he's won a lot of games. We just have to get over the hump. All right. I don't know. Is this even the right thing to say, Colin? You know, they... Can I, I? I got news. I spent five years talking about Dak. I got Dak fatigue. I think we know what Dak is. It's like talking about Kirk Cousins. I know what I got, and I know what I don't. Well, I looked up his contract. There's an out after next year if the Cowboys won. They can get out of the Dak. Oh, they're going to extend him, I guarantee you. Yeah, that's, they do bad things. They extend uh, Ezekiel Elliott, pay him a lot of money. They can, Dak chooses Oh, up I saw 19. a mock draft. Hey, listen to this. I saw a mock draft yesterday, and it was a good one. 
Wasn't this nonsense. It had good picks. You know who they had the Cowboys taken in the first round? Will Levis. Bijan Robinson, running back. Because oh. I don't want to pay Tony Pollard. Dak needs a good run game. They don't hey. want to pay Tony Pollard? Bijan Robinson's going to walk into this league and rush for 1,500 yards. He's the best running back since Zeke. So you've been telling me for weeks that the Chiefs drafted a running back in the seventh round. He started in the Super Bowl. He's good. Yeah, yeah. But that's... that's Why are you taking Bijan? You don't think the Cowboys have other needs? No, no. Don't compare Kansas City and Dallas ever anymore. Fine. Okay. Okay. They got different. They have different stuff. Yes. They're paying Travis Kelsey, and they're paying Mahomes, and they're paying Joe Tooney, and they're paying Chris Jones, and they, they got to go find their running backs elsewhere. But it, in terms of Dallas right now, they need a corner, and they they got to they got to get cheap because Michael Gallup now is overpaid. They can't afford. Can they keep their tight end? Dallas is going to go get some home run hitters because so, you're so not you, getting home runs from Dak. So you're telling me you're out on Zeke and Pollard in the I'm backfield? Not out. It's just it's over. Like Zeke is not a home run hitter anymore. He's a I, short yardage back. Totally agree. I'm not. I'm paying him a fortune. It's time to get cheap and viable and flexible at running back. Running back in the first round. I thought we wrote that off as uh, not smart. You know what? If you have a draft pick and there's a star. A pro bowler drafted. Who cares what position he plays? Outside of like kicker. I thought I thought and now we're falling apart here, Colin. I thought we were left tackle guys. Off, off <laughs> pass protection. Like the valuable positions. When I you walk, go down the list. Quarterback, left tackle, cornerback, edge rusher. Where's running back? Seventh? Eighth? Okay, Dallas has Micah edge rusher. Dalek. They have Tyron Smith for one more year, then they'll get rid of it. Okay, okay. Uh they have a great corner. They have a number one receiver. Trayvon Diggs is great now? Well, I think he's a number one corner. So they have a number one corner, a number one edge rush, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah. Okay. They have a number one weapon. Their O-line last year was rebuilt. They have Tyron for one more year. They need, it's okay. They could use, they need, a, they need another corner and a pop running back. I don't I got no he's problem. If Dallas what are you draft, doing your mock draft? I don't know. We gotta do dueling mock drafts on this. I show. love mock drafts. We got a lot of time. Take here a break on. here. Okay, right. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd line. Oh, I'm news. way long. Back in a second. The herd. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from five to seven Eastern, two to four Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. I haven't done my Green Bay Packers story today, uh, but according to Tom Palisaro, who's a legitimate reporter, if Aaron wants to return to Green Bay, and as long as he's fully bought in, that means the, po- the off season, Green Bay will take him back. If Rodgers wants to play, and if he's bought into the way they want to proceed as a franchise, the Packers want him back. I'm getting to the point, my question is Jordan Love. There's never been a quarterback that I recall in recent memory that sat for four full years and became a star. Now, Aaron sat for three, um, but it was a different time. College quarterback came in much more raw didn't have this generational seven-on-seven camp advantage. Kids now have 10,000 passes by the time they're like 16 years old. It's a different ball game. You played a handful of junior college games. Uh, Aaron did at Butte. Then he played a couple games at Cal, a few games. You know, he's got 30 games, 40 games experience. That's a, the kids are playing all summer now, seven-on-seven passing camps. It's a totally different world today. Uh, Jordan Love in this generation, there's no way in the – can you imagine Joe Burrow sitting for four years? Can you imagine Lamar Jackson being satisfied sitting for four years? In 2023, my question is, if Jordan Love's a franchise guy, he's not going to sit for another year. There's no way he should sit. So my question is, I don't know if Jordan Love has the leadership, the moxie, the pride – there's no way in the world I'm sitting for Justin Herbert's going to sit for four years. And by the way, in the NFC, it, with Jalen Hurts, when Jalen Hurts sat at Alabama, he's like, I'm not sitting at Alabama. I'm going to Oklahoma. I love when somebody's like, I'm going to, Joe Burrow's like, I'm not sitting behind any, I'm going to LSU. That tells me you're a leader. That tells me you have confidence. That tells me you have self belief. If you're willing to sit for four years, and never take a legitimate big-time snap for a month in NFL. This is not the NBA. You can come off the bench, get 12 minutes. They experiment for your two. You don't play as a backup. Like, if you're the leader and the player I think you could be, you cannot accept four years on the bench in the NFL. The Herd. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.